I wanted a toy, and I heard your review. You people were right to listen for so long. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 340 for the week of... Yeah, I fucked that. In, in five, four, three, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 339 for the week of Wednesday, the 19th of December, 2018. I'm Adam, and with me tonight are... Scotty and Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Mattel DC Universe Aquaman Movie Wave, Nekobuso 2 Tankamori and Nekobuso Namimori Set 1, and the DC Collectibles DC Core Batgirl and Wonder Woman PVC statues. Well, it's only a handful of days left in the pre-Christmas year, guys. How have we been and what are we doing for the upcoming festivities? Oh, multiple choice question. Mm. I am good. It has been a long year. I am happy to see it come to an end just because I need a holiday. But I think that all of the Scotty clan are ending successfully and intact so that is good and my eldest got her year 12 results and they're really good and the course that she wants to do and everything is happy so awesome yes yeah she's a one night in year nine when she was 13 she just kind of came out of her bedroom and said so i've decided that I want to do this, which, and I want to do this course at this university, which means that I need to get this result. And we said, that's lovely, darling, thinking this is going to change a million times between now and then, but it hasn't, and she got it, and that's what she's doing. So, there you go. Cool. Uh, yeah, she still has, like, if, if only I at that age had known what I wanted to do with my life and had decided to work towards it, but then I wouldn't be. Everybody's different. Different. Hmm. Yeah, but good. And in terms of what we're doing in the holidays, we are having Christmas at home and then doing a little bit of family visiting. I, because we're having Christmas at home, I decided that I wanted to make the Christmas pudding because we usually have a family member that does that. And uh, if people are like, what is that? It's like the traditional. Well, I think it's British, right? But like traditional Australian Christmas dessert, and it's a steamed fruit pudding, and it has lots of dried fruit and alcohol in it. And when I decided to make it, first of all, my wife was like, you're insane. Why do we need another gadget? Blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> I made it, and then she was like, this is amazing. Do you think that you could make some other ones for gifts that I have to give for various people? And I was like, <laughs> oh, Okay. And then by this weekend, basically, I just had become the pudding slave. Uh, like, oh, I you thought you were going for a different word there. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, the pudding bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I was going for slot, but <laughs> oh no! What heavens above? Um, the, uh, yeah, um, I don't make puddings like that. Thank you. So uh, <laughs> it's um, it's it's time intensive, but but fun. I don't know. Sometimes you just get in my head that like. I want to learn how to do this thing, and uh, I do it. And but yeah, it was it's fun. It's yummy. They're yummy. Did I mention it has alcohol in it? It has alcohol. My grandfather 
would refuse to have store-brought pudding. It just was not a thing that he would deal with. He'd sit there every sort of Christmas eating his pudding and be like, oh, this is much better than the store-brought pudding. Oh, you, you, you couldn't get store-brought pudding like this. This is, you've yeah, got to get actually, home. Are you trying home. to kill me by, by um, <laughs> using a sentence with a thousand brats in it? <laughs> <laughs> Where do like, you think I, I learned d- it from? This is my I'm, family. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you were going, oh, thank you, Grandpa, for yeah. teaching me yeah. how to pronounce words. And I say, curse you, Grandpa. I can't, can't, get, can't get store pudding like this anywhere. This is not, not, not you, you know, it's just not the same as homemade pudding. And every year we were using store-brought pudding. Um, he just... Didn't know the package would be thrown out before he got to any of the family venue. He always thought mum was making it every year. And then when mum passed away, we didn't have her to pretend to be making the pudding. So we had to use the store-brought pudding again. He spent the whole time saying, oh, I miss the homemade pudding. It's just not the same with this. It was the exact same pudding (laughs) the entire. (laughs) And that's why you're going to the bad place? Yeah. Yeah, that, that will be. But there's only ten percent make it to the good place. So. Um, the uh, yeah, I, it's actually more. Well, I, it is fiddly because you gotta. Um, it is, but there you go. I'll be I'll be happy to stop being the pudding slave when I'm when I'm done. I have a feeling I'm going to get back. Uh, I'm away tonight from work. I have a feeling I'm going to get back and be chained to the stove for a few more puddings before I can <laughs> say I'm done. And you'll never want to make a pudding again after this year. Until this time next. Yeah, they're so yummy. Anyway, mm. and Eddie. Uh, well, mine's become a much smaller family now, so there's only four of us. So we're going to my aunt's place for uh, just a very chilled uh, Christmas. We usually do uh, the more modern Australian-style Christmas with lots of prawns and seafood and uh, fairly uh, hot weathery kind of food then do a big roast and mm-hmm. custard and pudding and that uh, anymore which uh, for anyone in america wondering it was long-standing tradition here in australia to still do the big hearty winter food type meals for christmas because it's uh, <laughs> what people were doing uh, in the northern hemisphere but uh, of recent year it's uh, started to change uh, much more to seafood i tend to find uh, or like here in australia for christmas like yeah, sli- cold, cold sliced, cold, you know, fresh ham or turkey, and that's. I think that's what my in-laws are. It's all about the then you know the, who's making what salad and whatever. Mm. That's the, yeah, cold pork cuts and things that yeah. tends to be popping up. So yeah, you're going to have a fairly chilled one. Uh, I had the work Christmas one, which my work is a big organization that has a lot of creative people. So uh, ours looks like one of those office parties out of a, a movie uh, somewhere <laughs> where we take over some big historical venue. And it, it was a uh, very messy night. So uh, my main Christmas is going to be very quiet, I think. Excellent. <laughs> what about you, Adam? And are you welcome? Oh, I was just going to say, are you welcome back at that venue? Yeah, they see. Here's the tip for anyone who's just entering into the workforce and wondering how you handle yourself at an office Christmas party without, uh, you know, being uh, shown the door the next day. Uh, it's a bit like that old uh, tale about uh, coming across a cheater, which is uh, you can get drunk, just don't be the drunkest at the party, and you're fine. 
Everyone remembers the drunkest. They don't remember the second drunkest. So that's how you... uh... (laughs) So long as you're not in cahoots with each other. Yeah. Yeah. No cahooting. My my, um, current gig, the company Christmas party is a Harbour Cruise, Sydney Harbour Cruise dinner. And so if anyone super misbehaves, then we just throw them overboard. Mm. But then we probably would have to throw one of our bosses overboard, so that would be bad. Or just get them drunk so they forget. No, that's what I'm saying. He, like, the, the, oh, that's gonna, the person to yeah. be thrown over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeps sure. telling me he's going to quit drinking, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely person. Um, so, Adam, what, what's the uh, Adam family plans and traditions in Bizo? Well, we are doing things a bit different this year. Um, it is the first year that Beck's mother is in aged care, so we'll be stopping down there for lunch. Uh, I will have been up at 4am to start a low and slow brisket in the weather. Um, oh, nice. And so that'll cook for about 10 to 12 hours, and I'll take that down to mum and dad's. Dad's doing a low and slow pork. Um, brother and his partner are doing uh, mac and cheese and I think cornbread. So... We will indeed be having a hot dinner, um, but we have a whole lot of little traditions that aren't around the full family unit as well. So this is the the full family unit. Um, we have Christmas Eve Eve, which is myself, um, Mrs. Adam, and uh, my brother and his partner um, exchanging gifts. And then we have Christmas Eve, which is um, generally poor taste movies with friends um, and staying up. <laughs> as late as we want nice. um, because it started when we did not have kids and had just moved out of home type thing. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. And then Boxing Day, I have a game of cricket with ridiculously tampered balls. We've introduced ridiculously tampered bats and uh, attempting ridiculously tampered cricket pitch this year. Amazing. So it, yeah, it should be impossible to play. Well, excellent. and you're probably, however, however tampered it is, You'll probably uh, still play better than the current Australian cricket team. So, oh, they they, they did beat the Indians. So, they did. Uh, You're right. They did. did um, yes. Yeah, like overall, uh, I should also I'll also point out that I claim no allegiance to the Australian cricket team because I follow the West Indians, and um, Just, at the moment I've, I've been long suffering. Really. Yeah, I was going to say that that would have been quite a thing once upon a time, but yeah, not um, not so much today. Yeah. Last time I played cricket, I got hit in the shoulder with a golf ball, if that tells you how well I went. <laughs> so really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think Excellent. there's something just like spectacular about a sport where a match runs for five days and can end without a result. You know, that is something truly majestic, I think. It's why I don't like 2020. Oh, really? I hate 2020. I think it's a joke. I'd rather watch a test match because you actually have that entire, like the, the spectacle is so much bigger and it could end in nothing and it upsets people. And I'm just like, but it's perfectly fair. The rules for winning are, are perfectly laid out. If you don't win, you don't necessarily lose. You just have a draw. Yeah. See that. I don't know. I had it's an like- Uber ride yesterday and the guy said, oh, do you listen to the cricket? And as I was saying, actually, I'd prefer to watch paint dry. He turned around the cricket. And like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cricket on the ABC hasn't been the same since karaoke for a tie. I think we're, we've just alienated uh, a high majority of our audience that are yeah. either like, what are you talking about? That doesn't sound yeah. like 
sport to me. Sports to me. Cricket. <laughs> yeah. You gotta understand a crumpet to understand cricket. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll also alienate everyone that didn't like Kerry O'Keefe, but that's okay. <laughs> They're all wrong. Did people not like Kerry O'Keefe? Yeah, there, there are random weird people out there. Um, hey, on the toy topic, you know, just trying to be a little bit on point with like the topic of the podcast. Any acquisitions in recent times? I got my uh, my things from tonight. Ooh, mm-hmm. good. I got the Joker's daughter bombshell statue, which I actually was going to review tonight and then change my mind to um, pieces I am doing just because I think they're a bit more interesting. Uh, but it is mm-hmm. a I may come back and do it at some point. It is the first one in quite a while that Tim Miller has sculpted, and he was the original sculptor of the first few pieces. So it is amazing. Uh, really, really good. Like it. Cool. Like it a lot. Nice. I have been picking up way too much myself. I tend to do this <laughs> at the uh, the Christmas sales kind of start up and I, I am a sucker for still buying things at retail uh, so there was a bunch of Transformer last night uh, pieces that uh, went up at our Big W and quickly sold out if you weren't there within the first hour uh, most people didn't find anything Really, uh, but I managed yeah because they were the $50 Voyager size figures and oh. they were selling them for $5 <laughs> so, yeah. um, and they Why? weren't figures that were, I guess, just because the movie did poorly and Hasbro sitting on <laughs> warehouses uh, <laughs> of these guys. But um, the waves that were out were waves that hadn't really hit retail strongly. So they were uh, figures that were actually considered to be, even though the movie wasn't super great, Um uh, the figures themselves were actually considered to be good ones, such as Scorn and Nitro Zeus that ties in with the Titans uh, return ones and ones like that. So uh, people were buying them up. And if you go on Aussie eBay at the moment, you'll see a lot of people uh, trying to scalp the figures they got for $5 for 50 to $80 uh, online. Good which, on you. Uh, it's it's on not, uh, yeah, not, not, not a great practice, but I managed to get mine. So uh, I was happy. I also mentioned... On the last episode I was on that, uh, you know, I was ex- happy to get my classic uh, Turtles figures because the new uh, film wasn't, uh, the new TV show wasn't exactly for me. Uh, but since then, those figures got released at Aussie Retail and I was like, oh, well, I have every other like Turtles figure that was released. Maybe I'll just get the four brothers and I'll have those so I can continue that trend of getting those and then i got them out of the packet and i was like oh you know what these even though the designs aren't really for me i actually am having fun playing with these guys and the plastic's kind of cool and they've got more articulation than usual and i've since brought a whole bunch of them where i I brought them to the counter for purchase excellent uh i (laughs) have um uh yeah picked up a whole bunch of them they're around kind of if you can get them on the Christmas sales at the moment, they're around $12, which, you know, for me is the price of a, a Funko Mystery Mini or that. And, you know, they're, they're slightly better quality in terms of the amounts of paint apps and accessories and things you're getting there. So uh, for, for not too expensive, I, I'm happy to keep picking them up and running uh, through 
And I also actually back on Transformers, I picked up the Bumblebee from the Bumblebee movie just mainly because I was very hungover from that Christmas party earlier and I was going to see the movie and I thought, why the hell not? I'm buying a whole bunch of other uh, things. So I grabbed that. Um, oh, I did also get the comedian and marionette two-pack of the Watchmen DC Essentials. So I've got yeah. – you, you've got those, haven't you, Eddie? I do. I, yeah, I still haven't picked up. The only one I haven't got is the Ozymandias and uh, Dr. Manhattan uh, one, but I have, yeah. I, I just, the, the, um, the marionette. Oh, anyway, we, I think we should probably do a breakdown on those guys. So we'll talk next year, but they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Uh, The last question I have for everyone before we uh, take a short break and cut over to the first toy of the week is, How's everyone coping with Elf on the Shelf this year? Oh, <laughs> fault. Look, I, I have managed to uh, avoid. We have been – well, I own one because my sister gave me one because she knows how much I detest Elf on the Shelf. And <laughs> the – so it does come out at Christmas, but we've been that busy that uh, I believe the Christmas thing happened last night, but I was not there. So I will come home to it uh, for – New listeners, I find the whole concept of we're going to the, the the tattletale element of the elf on the shelf that he's going he or she is going to keep an eye on you and tell Santa if you've been good or not profoundly objectionable. This is my like, you know we like honestly aren't we screwing up our kids enough just in our everyday life without adding that into it as well? I just don't understand. So boo hiss blah. I, I think it would just like it would it would work well if you were setting up like a Gestapo or something. <sighs> I, yeah. I have to say, I am ever so thankful for the Facebook snooze feature where you can snooze someone for 30 days because I have a few beloved Facebook friends who do a daily Elf on the Shelf post in the lead up to Christmas. And I go, bye bye, see you in the new year. Is that, is that my one? Have you snoozed me? No, God, no. And I'm talking about people that like take it seriously and they're, okay. they've got kids and stuff and they're, every day they're like, oh, look what the Elf on the Shelf is doing today. Huh? Uh, no, yours are like about torturing them. I love those. They're great. Yeah. So uh, if anyone doesn't know, you can jump over to Instagram at uh, Eddie E-D-D-I-E-3429 and you will find lots of pictures of Deadpool torturing uh, the elf on the shelf, uh, which I've been a bit lazy you, on. Yeah. I've um, – yeah, you would. Oh, you would. Don't do that. What the hell? Yeah, are you I, I think I could become annoying enough that you would. I would know. I would tell you. You'd be polite about it. You wouldn't say anything and you'd pretend to have. No, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think I could do it. Oh, I'm just going to write a whole bunch of spelling mistakes and bad grammar. Oh, dear Eddie, <laughs> if I was going to snooze you for those causes, you'd be gone already. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love you just the way you are. There you go. Well, if that's not brotherly love, I don't know what is. And I think with that, we should take a break and come back for the first story of the week. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the planeteers' eco-cycle. And your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. 
Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. Well, this is our first toy of the week. For those of you that are new listeners, this is a regular segment where we go through a fun piece from someone's collection that may be new, it may be old. It may just be a bit uh, bizarre or just a long-time favourite item. And this week, Eddie has our first toy of the week. So over to you, Eddie. Thank you, Adam. So I am probably surprising a couple of people by covering this because this is normally the territory uh, that Scotty would be swimming through. But uh, since Ah. he doesn't... (laughs) Deal. Ah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of both intentional and unintentional uh, water puns uh, because I am talking about uh, Arthur Curry, uh, the Aquaman, this Arvo. Uh, specifically speaking, the movie wave figures from DC Multiverse made by Mattel. Now, at the time people are hearing this, they've probably seen this movie for a couple of weeks. This is one of the rare times where Australia has not got the movie before the rest of the world, which uh, is really disappointing my privilege as a moviegoer uh, because I've seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Bumblebee and a whole bunch of other ones before they've opened elsewhere. But uh, this one everyone else is seeing and I'm not used to it. Uh, But I have picked up the figures because I do have a DC movie shelf going. I think I'm one of the few torch bearers for uh, this line. The movies say what you will. The figures have almost been playing out almost exactly like <laughs> the movies uh, in a lot of way where it's like, oh, I see potential here, but they're not really uh, doing it for the mass audience. And Marvel is kind of, pushing them out of the water. Uh, (laughs) That's number one, (laughs) unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But these Aquaman ones were intriguing to me, particularly because the movie is going a much more comic book aesthetic design. And even though Scotty's normally the one who talks about him, I am also a big Aquaman fan myself so i'm happy to see these comic book designs particularly on characters such as the ocean master uh popping up so i did actually very uh much look forward uh to purchasing and getting my hands on these figures and i actually got them a couple of weeks ago uh but i figured now with the movies in a moment yeah in a i'm gonna struggle here uh, upcoming release uh I would tackle them. Uh, So first up, we have uh, Aquaman. Uh, Now he is wearing the classic orange suit as it is depicted in the movie. It's actually really nice to get uh, this figure and see the up-close detailing where his gloves almost look like waved seaweed. Uh, In the the current, uh, he's got a lovely sort of gold uh, painting on uh, what's kind of the scaly chain mail. It's not as bright as sort of the comic book version. Probably leans more gold uh, than orange, but uh, there is a little bit of aquatic life flair to it. Uh, nice gold on the belts and armor pieces. And the green of his legs, he's got a, a much more brighter green in the area of his boots and the darker green on his pants, which uh, really do give 
off that classic Aquaman vibe. It is a Jason Momoa head sculpt, and this is easily the best Jason Momoa they have done from Batman vs. Superman Justice League to now. Uh, his hair's also more pushed back, uh, running down his back than his front, which is different to a lot of the ones that have also uh, come out recently, which means he has got much greater head posability than the other figures. Uh, and they do appear to be using a kind of printed uh, paintwork for the eyes, similar to what we've been seeing on Marvel Legends of recent. Now, it is not the level of Marvel Legends that we have been getting or even the Star Wars Black uh, series, but it is definitely a big uh, improvement over what we've been getting from Mattel uh, in their DC line. So, uh, it does appear that things are improving a bit here, which is a hopeful uh, sign to see. He does come with his new trident, uh, which just has the three prongs, so it is an actual trident uh, this time, and that's got some uh, lovely deep orange washes over the yellow plastic uh, which helped that pop a little bit more. So he's easily the best movie Aquaman figure we have gotten uh, to this point. Now, I haven't picked up the two-pack with him and Orm in their sort of gladiator outfits, so uh, who knows, that one might uh, top it once I get that in hand. But uh, for the moment, if you need a Jason Momoa uh, Aquaman figure, he's going to be the way to go. The next figure uh, I'll look at is Black Manta. Now, Black Manta is... Uh, far and away the standout figure of this wave and uh, really the entire DC movie uh, figure landscape up until this point. He really comes out and shine. Uh, so much so that if you were to uh, give him to someone not in the know, they might think that he's actually a Marvel Legends uh, figure rather than a DC figure. He's got that much kind of articulation and uh, beautiful sculpt work. Even though he is uh, Black Manta, he's got multiple shades of black uh, from very deep blacks to almost gray blacks uh, and both of those kinds in different sort of mattes or uh, sort of shiny, even glimmery at points. And he's also got some nice uh, red colors dot around sort of his more electronic equipment and weaponry pieces uh, and even those have slightly different shades of red uh, to them which also help add a lot of depth on a character that could be very uh, you could almost get away with just casting uh, in a plastic painting the eyes but the sculpt work on him is incredible uh, there's just so much detailing going into like even just screw pieces uh, in his backpack, he also has a little bit of uh, added articulation where the sort of jets uh, on his backpack uh, do rotate up and down and uh, on swivel joints, so you can shoot them off in different positions. And probably the only disappointing thing about him is he does have a blade coming out of his left gauntlet that is permanently glued in there. You can't remove that or take it off, but... Uh, that's more of a minor nitpick. Who knows? It might actually be there for 
the entire time in the movie. I don't think it will be. I imagine it's going to be sort of more the RoboCop blade that he can pop out when he wants. Uh, but uh, it's a minor one. Uh, and his sword's actually uh, very nicely detailed. It's got some wonderful styling on the grip. It's got some red circles around it to help us break up the coloring. And there's even more of a sort of shiny black uh, on the blade itself. So if you are going to pick up one of these figures, it easily uh, has to be the Black Manta. He's actually a really uh, incredible figure and the one that gives me the most hope uh, going forward for the DC Multiverse line. Uh, The next figure in the run is Mirror. Now, I haven't pulled her off my shelf to see, but I'm pretty sure uh, she reuses a lot of the sculpt, uh, and if not that, uh, follows just the base skeleton of the mirror figure we got for Justice League that was the Amazon exclusive. Uh, So much so she even comes with the same uh, spear and interchangeable hands that show her sort of uh, water kinesis powers. Uh, she is much better colored, though, particularly those extra hand pieces look much more like water rather than weird blue <laughs> sort of splodges uh, coming out of her hand. And they actually look like sculpted fingers rather than just fleshy paint painted on the end of them. Uh, and her and Orm have these wonderful paint app designs going on them where they have different shades painted in their sort of circle mesh armor that they have going on so she's mainly this aquatic blue but there are sort of very light and uh, slightly less lighter blue and then dark and even darker blue uh, ones that seem to be almost picked at random that are colored in that really give it that sort of shimmer look that you get on scales uh, coming off, which is a very nice uh, paint application. It is one of those ones that when you sort of look at it really close up, uh, it can kind of break the magic a little bit because you're like, oh, that's not a shimmer from the light. That's just a paint app uh, that's been dotted on in there. But from a distance, uh, it really helps the figure pop and almost creates the illusion that all of her scale armor does have kind of that shimmery effect to it. Uh, She does have, I'm fairly confident, a new head sculpt uh, that is slightly more Amber Heardish than the last one, but still not necessarily great. I don't know if I didn't know it was Amber Heard playing the character. I don't think I could guess that this is meant to be Amber Heard. Uh, It does have that new sort of face printing tech on it. You can definitely tell it with her eyebrows, uh, but I, th- I think without the likeness there in the sculpt, uh, no amount of face uh, printing for the colour work is really going to help it uh, capture that likeness, uh, sadly. And to wrap up the main set of the four is Orm, a.k.a. Ocean Master. Uh, now, he has very similar effects to Mirror uh, on his legs. He's sort of got this purple armour, but he's got these dark... Uh, purple splotches now unfortunately on one of my legs uh, they actually missed the circle parts of the armor so he's just kind of got a leg that's dotted at random over the mesh pieces which isn't uh, the greatest Uh, but the sculpt work on his suit is really 
uh, fantastic. And this was the sign where I really started to get hopeful for this movie was when I saw the Patrick Wilson Orm armor because this is almost straight out of the comics, particularly uh, Rock of Ages, which was uh, my first introduction uh, to Ocean Master and still one of my favorite DC stories of all time. Uh, I really like in terms of color and sculpt, his abs have this very bright, uh, almost lilac purple painted over the abs uh, with sort of this dark purple underneath it. And I don't know why, but I just really like it. It really stands out to me and it helps match kind of this lilac purple that he has on his trident. Uh, he's got a beautiful cape that has kind of a scale-like design to it running down the back, uh, which complements the rest of the figure very well. Unfortunately, though, uh, he's got a really poor head sculpt. Uh, he unfortunately suffers from squishy face, uh, where his head mm. larger than it should be, but very flat on the front. Uh, so he, he's got sort of like a small mouth and very flat cheeks heading out from the side, uh, which is sad. And I, I don't think they've really captured uh, the likeness to uh, the mask that they use in the movie quite well from what I've seen to images. It's, I don't, He does have – he's kind of got a pufferfish looking uh, mask, so I don't know if maybe because they've had to soften the edges a bit and make it so it's not going to stab anyone in the fingers if they go to move the head, uh, that that sort of helped make his head look a bit fatter since those prongs aren't as thin as maybe they could be. Uh, but I, I, I sort of wish they took a second run uh, at doing this head sculpt. And there is a different version of him with a more straight-up Patrick Wilson uh, head in that Gladiator pack, uh, which I do have coming to me, but I don't have yet. So hopefully that's an arm with a uh, better head that I can uh, appreciate. But uh, he's still the rest of the figure is very good. And from a distance, the complaints I have don't stand out too poorly um and that brings me to the last figure of the wave which is the builder figure and it's the trench warrior which uh i guess this figure is kind of a bit of a spoiler for in the movie i don't know if i remembered hearing that these guys were going to be in it until these figures were announced and i don't think apart from one very distant shot we've actually even seen them in any of the trailers of that but uh these guys are kind of this weird fish zombie uh, creature uh oh, that comes from fish zombies. The, the trench mm. yeah uh it, actually nuisance. only yeah oh i know uh, only introduced fairly recently in the Jeff Johns uh, Aquaman run when he took over with the new uh, 52. And they're uh, interesting uh, characters. It uh, feels like they're packing, throwing everything uh, at the wall in this Aquaman movie. We've got Black Manta, Ocean Master, and uh, <laughs> the Trench. Uh, we just need the Sea Devils now. <laughs> I think we've used almost his whole rogues gallery up until that point uh but this figure is really fantastic the sculpt work and showing sort of all the rib pieces and um just chunks and aquatic deep sea aquatic life nods weird kind of talon like fingers coming out and uh, it almost reminds me of some of the sculpting that NECA do on their xenomorphs it's almost giga-esque uh in design 
Uh, now, they do have these big fins coming out the back, which makes him kind of annoying because you kind of have to stand him up constantly. You can't just kind of put him down on the table or the weight of the figure uh, will start to bend uh, the fins and prongs uh, on him. But uh, he does look fantastic. Uh, the biggest shame about him is that he is an army builder. And anytime you make an army builder the builder figure of a wave, uh, it's a little bit disappointing because we can't sort of stock up on, uh, you know, two or three of them and have a whole trench uh, swarm uh, coming at Aquaman. But uh, look, there there have been some problems here, but not as bad as any really multiverse wave uh, I've gotten since it went from classics to or there was that weird in between unlimited, but um, then became multiverse uh, itself. And even sort of this new era of multiverse, uh, these are easily the best figures. They're still not all the way there, but as a whole of a wave, uh, I'm going to give them seven dollies uh, out of ten. And much like the Aquaman movie, I hope that uh, this is more of a sign of better things to come uh from uh both versions of the dc brand hmm. they're certainly not phoned in you know like they there's uh some really nice sculpting work that's been done there and the i love that black manor design for this movie and i think that i can't wait to kind of see it in action i i think if i end up buying any movie merchandise it's probably going to end up being black manta um, just, just, well, who knows? We'll find out. I actually, I, I should recommend as a bit of a coda. Uh, I did also pick up the uh, shark vehicle, that sort of shark cross jet ski uh, creature. Um, and it's meant for the basic uh, Aquaman figure line. Uh, but the shark is very heavily detailed. He's got lovely black eyes and a bit of wash, and he's made of sort of a soft rubber, so he feels kind of... Um, shark skinny uh, and he works uh, in fact even better with the multiverse figure because he's got the better leg articulation that he can sit on it like he's riding on its saddle uh, through there and design wise uh, and because he's got the extra paint he, he fits in quite well with the multiverse figures so uh, if you are looking to expand uh, your Aquaman multiverse line he's a uh, good cheap pickup to pack it out very good yeah. The, the only thing that I would say about this from the pictures I've seen that throw me is um, what's going on with Mira's hands in the aquakinesis hands. It just looks like her fingers are melting, um, which is probably the effect they're going for, but it just does not look nice. Yeah, I think that's more from the fact that it's a reuse of the Justice League figure because those were issues on that figure uh, mm. itself. So they, they have tried to make it look a bit better on this version by giving it better paint than that one had. Uh, but yeah, it's still limited to the quality they sort of gave her there. Yeah. Mm. Um, very good. Is there any one figure that stood out for you as just like that would, would lift that seven higher if you were talking about just that one figure? Uh, I, it would have to be the ocean master head sculpt uh, is, is, is the biggest attractor of this whole one. And I think, I don't know how other people feel, but for me, the head sculpt can really make or break an action figure, and a bad head sculpt can ruin a figure that, for the most part, the rest of it's actually really good. Uh, it's just got that 
nasty flatness to the face, which reminds me, it's probably because the character's in all purple, but if you remember the Billy Zane Phantom movie, when those mm. figures came out, you had that weird Phantom with sort of the Charlie Brown-esque head shape, which I <laughs> don't know who thought it was a good idea to green tick those and send them out, but uh, it's it's not anywhere near that bad, but that's what I'm getting flashes to uh, here with Orm. So uh, another pass at him uh, would have been good. If not him, then yeah, Mirror. But uh, Aquaman, Black Manta, and the Trench Warriors are really good, solid figures. So uh, if we can start hitting uh, more of these runs, uh, then hopefully DC Multiverse can kind of get its way back onto the hearts of collector shelves. Very good. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our first review, and we will take a short break and come back with our second Toy of the Week. Spike. And now, Spike, well, let's see how He-Man likes your... Skeletor, Spike Orr, and He-Man figures each sold separately. Spike Orr. No one can stop the spike-studded armor of the mighty Spike Orr. Not even me, you muscle-bound porcupine. Not even you, He-Man. Spike Orr is new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. When I first uh, met Adam online, he joined our forum as Ultimate Westie, and we were like, wow, that... Is that guy all there? Like, he's kind of you know, weird, but, you know, endearing. And then as I've gotten to know him, you, I, there's times when I kind of thought, no, no, he's, he's a normal person, just a bit unusual. And, and then I, I click on a link and I see something like what you're about to hear. And I remember that, that guy online that I was a little bit worried about. Uh, and I don't know how I'm going to feel at the end of this. So, Adam... Take it away and make this make sense for me. Okay, thank you very much, Scott. Uh, so what I am reviewing tonight is um, it's an interesting concept, and I believe it started uh, in maybe 2016 or 2017 when Bandai, for an April Fool's joke, teased um, what they called, I think they did call it Nekobuso at the time, which was uh, cats in mecha weapon type suits, uh, so they're actually, it literally translates to cat weapons. Um, yeah, so it started as an April Fool's joke, and it's, I think they've based it off of, uh, they had like these little, almost like little, um, oh, what brand is that, like shark or whatever it is that do the little animals, so kind of like that with cats, and um, I believe it uses some of the gunpla and frame arms type um, pieces, and they've just built these weird weapon devices that the cat sits in, and so I saw that and went, Ah, uh, that looks kind of interesting. I could get into doing that at some point. And um, as they got released and more details came out, it's, it really is um, just a, a very simple kit. It's just a clip, clip off the sprues and snap together. There's no gluing. You can paint things if you want. We haven't. Um, so I went, ah, oh, this will be a bit of fun. Um, I'll gladly do that. And uh, lo and behold, when I sat down to do it, Beck goes, ah, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And I said, do you want to join in? And she said, yes. Um, so there will be the odd comment that I have to pass on from Beck in this review. And, um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting concept. So what it is, uh, what I'm reviewing is Neko Buso 2 Tankamori. So there are, this is a larger kit. Um, and the Neko Buso Nanamori 
which is a set of four smaller kits. And that was, I think, the first thing that got um, put up as the joke and then released. And since then, there has been a second Tenkimori and a second set of the, sorry, this is the second Tenkimori. There was another uh, another Tenkimori before that. Um, and there's been a second set of the Namimoris, which are different little weapon vehicle things to put the cats in. Um, so these are, I think, in the Bundai Spirits model line kit. Um, they go for, depending on what you're after, the Nekobuso Tenkamoris go for about $15 Australian. The Namimoris are for a box of two lots of the full set of four goes for $44. Um, I haven't been able to see anywhere where you can get one full set of four. I have seen you can get the individual cats for about 4 or $5 Australian, but I think they kind of treat that as a bit of a blind box situation uh, where you kind of take a pot luck, but I'm not sure why they've done it that way. There's no reason it needs to be uh, apart from probably just to make sure that they don't sell out of one particular item. So they're an interesting concept and they're an interesting thing. They're definitely a model kit. Uh, the packaging on these is really a bit different. Um, I was expecting this to be kind of a normal model kit situation where you have the box, you take it out, you have all the um, parts on sprues, and you have an instruction sheet on paper. And that's what I got with the Tenkomori. The Namimori come in, you know how you have uh, when you go to buy like the little Lego mini figs and they have the countertop box type thing. So there's a countertop box that they all come in. Then inside that, there is an individual box for each of the um, models, but it doesn't have an instruction sheet inside the model box. You actually unfold the model box, so you have to open it at each end and then fold it out, and that actually has the instructions there for you. So for the Tenkamori, if you wanted to try and keep the model box, you could. For the Namimori, you will want to keep the model box if you want to try some of the different um, build suggestions, but you won't be able to put it back together and store your items again. That said, it is a model kit, so putting things back on sprues is basically impossible. Um, once you've done your clipping and away you go, you're, you're basically committed to that's what you're doing with it. So it, we have really, you know, some fairly standard topics we talk about when we talk about toys like sculpts and uh points of articulation and posability and paint apps and all of those kind of things. And they, they don't really apply here. Partly that's because um, there, there is almost infinite articulation in this kit. Uh, you can take it apart, swap it back together however you want. Um, there is really no paint app to talk about, talk about apart from the actual cat itself. Um, and the sculpt is largely, well, it's some model kit. So, yeah, you know. Um, but it, they're really, really interesting, and they're really quite novel. Um, as Beck said, it was kind of weird, but it had cats, and it was kind of fun. So the the Tankomori is a, a Scottish fold, and once you build his contraption, it's essentially a three-wheeled bike of death that has wings for like exhaust wings. It has um, like wheel spinners at the front and back that are blade, like death blade type wheels. It has guns at the front, has uh, some nice big handlebars and some foot pegs. Uh, and it has this helmet and sort of viewing visor 
scanner rangefinder thing that flips up from the back to fit over his head. Um, and that's an interesting one. Um, the other thing that's interesting about all of these is the cat normally sits in a litter box slash cat carry box, and that's kind of how they harness into these devices, which is vaguely disconcerting, I'll give you. <laughs> but um, in this particular case, it looks like they've actually sculpted on a, uh, a cat pooper scooper onto the side of the litter box. It's not removable, but it's sculpted there, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's a, a fun thing to build. The other thing that I liked about this uh, particular one was when I, this is one I put together. When you put it together, you actually plug the cat into the box and then you plug in a couple other parts and it actually locks the, the wee Scottish fold in there quite well. And um, he's not going anywhere. He's stuck in there, uh, uh, poor guy. Um, but, yeah, just a, a really novel, fun concept. And I guess the other thing, apart from on the instruction sheet, shows you a lot of different ways you could build the model. Because these are designed from very reusable parts, you can actually take the different model kits and start plugging them together to make kind of like a, a Voltron or a, a Megazord type setup where you could have a whole lot of different um, Nekobusos combined to make a bigger robot with more cats that would obviously kill more people. Um, so that was very good. Beck's model, she took one of the Namimoris. Uh, she did this little guy, which is a white cat with a, a helicopter-type blade contraption and two robot arms that I'm not sure what they're for. Um, she thought that one was pretty good. She thought the instructions, uh, which I don't think it was that they were in Japanese. Um, I'm not sure that it was that they were printed on the card of the box, so it's a dark grey card with black print on it, but that did not help. Um, it's also that this was her first model kit ever, so she was kind of going, I don't understand some of what it's asking me to do. Having had a look at the instructions, they're not as clear on the Namamoris as they are on the Tankamoris. So if you are an experienced model builder, you probably won't have too much problem. Um, if you are not, and this is your first time building a model kit, you might struggle a little bit, but I think you'll model your way through and get there. Oh, um, I don't know. I take a lot of hand-holding. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to have a look now and uh, see how I find it. Um, yeah, it's really more a case of understanding what it wants you to do with some of the smaller parts and how it wants you to put those together. The, the particular frame arm, so there's this one bar that you keep building over and over and it doesn't matter which kit you've got. So if you look at some of the pictures, you'll see this consistent bar thing that's like a strut um, that gets used in everything. That instruction is not the easiest to understand um, from the smaller box kits. From the bigger Tenkomori kit, it's made perfectly clear um, in detail what you have to do uh, and tells you how to put all the bits together. And Muggins here still stuffed up uh, doing one part too many times, but that's okay. So I overproduced a piece, but that's fine. I could undo it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all there. You just need to take a bit of time. I'm going to read it. Um, so that one was was good as well. We've got three unique models left to go. Uh, those left, there is a ginger cat sitting inside what looks like a carry case or a covered litter box. That's uh, a tracked vehicle with a big uh, double cannon on top of it. There is a black kitty sitting in a similar litter box carry case type contraption with some kind of weird legged contraption and a craney grabber arm on top. There's another one who's in the same kind of weird hutchy 
harness box thing as the white cat on the helicopter one, uh, which has, it looks like it must be meant to be some kind of radar device on one side and a gun on the other. Um, but the range finding device also looks a bit like the underside of a, a Lego uh, 4x1 or 4x2, sorry, um, brick or uh, some kind of weird traffic light system. But yeah, I, I think they're really fun just for a bit of light entertainment and playing with. Um, they are fairly inexpensive. Um, they may be a bit tricky for, for those that have not done models before. But realistically, for what you're getting, I think there's a lot of fun in there. There's a lot of reusability uh, and playability. For those that have young children, um, this is probably actually a really good introduction to model kits or just um, something a bit more constructive than just playing with an action figure. Um, if they're into building things themselves or they're into weird animal things, this will definitely take their interest. I think that the level of options for building different things will pique their interest. Um, in terms of things that you need above and beyond just what comes in the box, you will need a set of sprue clippers. Uh, for those that aren't aware, they're, you know, the little scissor-like devices. They're a bit like a, um, a wire trimmer. And other than that, you may want a model knife. We did not have one available. My model knife broke a few weeks ago. Um, but you may want a model knife. You may want some sandpaper. Um, so I guess if you are doing this with children, you may want to provide some supervision to make sure they don't injure themselves. Or you could just clip everything off the sprues and tidy them up before you hand them to the kids. Um, so personally, for a, a dolly rating out of 10, I'm looking at what this costs. Uh, I'm looking at how much fun I had. I'm looking at the fact that this could be done as an activity with my wife, uh, which made it far more entertaining than just getting an action figure that I myself appreciate and can't really interact with her about. Um, I reckon this is at least a 10 out of 10, at least. Wow. Yeah. And I don't hand out 10s very often. So. No, I know. No. Very good. Yeah, I just, just thoroughly enjoyed it. It's just a really fun idea um, and just... Loved it. Thought it was My hilarious. bit of these is the really kind of grave expressions on the cats' faces. That the, this this crazy stuff happening, and then the cats are just like, "Yes, this is this is what I do. This is all normal." Yes, mm -hmm. I also like that they have named all of the cats as well. Mm -hmm. Shiro, Chitora. Yeah, I love it. That's hilarious. I love it. I think they've oh they have they've just um, announced a for March release a third wave as well and for those whose children love cats and dinosaur looking things it looks like that's the wave for them. Well, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you, Adam, for bringing this to our attention. It is definitely a unique thing, and I'm I'd love the fact that you and Mrs. Adam got to do this together as well it's really groovy yeah beautiful well we will take a short break and we will come back with our last toys of the week for this episode not forever don't freak out it's okay thunder 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 introducing evil mutant warriors ratero Soulsman, Croon the destroyer battle against Lionel and the new thundercat allies hatchiman Snowman, Tusker Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. 
Well, we return for our final Toy of the Week segment, uh, which is being brought to us by Scotty. I will hand over to him after saying these look like fantastic items and tell us all about them. Thank you very much. I have reviewed already one of the items that has been released in the DC Collectibles DC Core line. This is their PVC statues a la Diamond Gallery. Similar price point, same scale, world's least creative name for a new line of collectibles. I really still can't get over DC Core, but there you go, guys. But there were meetings about this. I I just need to point that out. The Joker, which is the one that I reviewed previously, was the first piece. Batman in the Rebirth costume I do have. I didn't review him. But tonight I'm reviewing the latest two releases, which are also the first two female characters in the line. And this is Batgirl and Wonder Woman. I love the idea of this type of toy. As I've said before, it is making this sort of collectible statue type of item available to different types of collectors who are either priced out of the resin cold cast porcelain statues or haven't or don't have lots of space because these are not big space hogs. the The price point is really reasonable. These are uh, around $50 US. And if, you, if you're if you in Australia and you look and get them early on Amazon, you can get them for under $70 on Amazon, the 70 Australian. Uh, if you are getting them in a one of your local comic shops, you're going to be looking more in the, the 90 to 100 range, which is on par with where the Diamond Gallery statues uh, sit as well the the there's two different sculptors involved here i'm going to talk about batgirl first and batgirl is sculpted by sam greenwell i i'd be really interested to know and next time we interview a sculptor i want to re- try to remember to ask this question whether or not there's any difference in the sculpting process because i'm pretty sure these are digital skulls whether or not the material that's being sculpted in like, makes a big difference to that process. Because when you look at these pieces, and the, the Batgirl, I think, is the best-looking one yet. The Joker is pretty amazing, but the Batgirl is just super fun. And you definitely don't get a, a sense of like, oh, this is a, a cheaper material, cheaper line, that the quality is there. You could pick it up expecting it to be... Uh, a cold cast or a, a resin um, statue, and the, the the finish on this is fantastic. I will just talk about packaging for a moment. The DC pack all of their collectible packaging at the moment. For some reason, they decided that they were going to celebrate twenty years of DC Direct DC collectibles by making all their packages have weird corners. The I, again. There were meetings about this, and somebody decided it's kind of funky and unnecessary. Um, I, I don't. I think that just inflames my OCD, and probably no one else in the world cares about it. But I just find them kind of weird. There's a lot of error in these pieces. I don't quite understand why the boxes need to be as big as they are. The Batgirl is Batgirl box actually isn't um, enormous. But the others that I have bought, Joker, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, they're all really, they're big boxes with a lot of air in them, which 
thankfully I'm not paying for them to be shipped. The but it's got to increase the the price, I would think. So particularly because these are robust pieces, you know, they're made out of PVC. They're not going to snap if they're bumped. Obviously, they need to be protected, but not uh, be. Uh, we don't need to be completely stressing about their breakability. The I'm not sure why there needs to be so much air in there, and then there's a lot of padding along the way. So that aside, once you get these open, they are all one piece. They're stuck to the base. They're not separate pieces. The Batgirl is the is this Rebirth or is this new? Uh, no, this is uh, Batgirl from Burnside, which was the new 52U, new U. It was like a weird mini relaunch <laughs> in the middle of new 52. Yeah. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. She's from Burnside, like the eastern suburbs of Adelaide. Pretty yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Oh, yeah, there's a lot that's changed in the DC. Wow. Yeah, DC marketing were really reaching for straws and was like, let's <laughs> let's go for a South Australia suburb. That's, that's <laughs> super I, I, regionally, that's yeah. That's what you're into at the moment. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. elitist says, Adelaide day, mate, now. Yeah. Oh, and she's When she's, like, go. talking about, does she say g'day, mate, as, like, a come on or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, there's lots of gothic <laughs> churches for a day. <laughs> okay. Australia, the latest Australian political scandal aside, the <laughs> this is this you know the co- costumes come and go these days, but I think that this uh, version of Batgirl is uh, is quite I don't want to say iconic, but something that definitely has got more legs than a lot of redesigns. I'm sure someone will come along eventually and get rid of it. But I quite like all of the the yellow. This is quite fun. I think she's quite recognizable. And uh, this has definitely got the Batgirl or Burnside feel about it. The base on this is just absolutely lovely because it is a cell f- like a big cell phone and it has a Oracle image on it as well as the Batgirl logo. And she is kind of poised, ready to throw a Batgirl orang. And uh, I don't think that's a thing, but anyway, the with one foot on the phone and one foot off, and it's it is dynamic, is super fun. I'm not sure if Sam Greenwell did the art direction as well, or if it's someone else's design, but super clever, lots of energy, and very well conceived. There's definitely nothing skimped from what I can see on the sculpting here and i suppose this is partly just the power of digital sculpting the there there's beautiful drapery there's great detail in her outfit the detail of things like her the top of her gloves the laces on her boots the the movement in her cape it's all there it's fantastic it just happens to be uh, in pvc these are light obviously they are uh, around they they say it's a nine inch line so batgirl is a bit shorter partly because i think she's sort of crouching but she's 8.3 inches tall Uh, not not very deep but wide was going to take up a little bit of width but um not a lot of space on your shelf and i always like when there are multiple pieces in a line when you have some levels 
that you can start to create display out of. So I like the fact, obviously she's going to be a shorter character anyway, but I like the fact that they've done this kind of crouching pose. And I've actually got a picture in the album that is up on our Facebook page now showing Batgirl and Wonder Woman together and just where you, the benefit of those layers in there. So it is super fun. The, the paint on this is also great. The, the hair has had a, brown wash i think put through it to give some some texture so it uh it's good um it's pretty uh obvious uh it's not subtle is what i'm trying to say so it does i think you can probably get a little bit of feel for price point there uh the the paintwork i i love the the facial expression on this is fantastic she's got this great open surprised um uh, expression with your open mouth on her on her face, just looking happy and cheerful like she is. Uh, the eyes on mine are not perfect, but you've got to look really closely to see that she's you know a tiny bit cross-eyed. Well, not cross-eyed, but got a little bit of a wandering eye. Um, it, it it might maybe even just the size of the right pupil is smaller than the the left one i had a choice of a few of them and this was the best one paint wise so um it you know it's again great for the the um price point i would think that they're decals actually so i'm not i'm not sure what the deal is there but it does look a little bit um a tiny bit off uh the paint is not perfect but it is pretty good there's a tiny bit of bleed in a couple of the yellow spaces onto the purple spaces the but for again for the price point this is super mad fun and then if i move on to wonder woman this is again a is this rebirth what is i don't know what this is yeah this wonder woman's rebirth so and does the rebirth one have all this funky kind of like armory bit on the bodice of her yeah, it, it varies a little bit, um, artist to artist, but yeah, she okay. is sort of a more armored uh, design. Yeah, I, I totally get, in terms of the logic of, okay, if she was actually wearing armor, she would have more of her body skin covered. Um, but the, the logic of armor, as opposed to the aesthetics of it, just always troubled me, because I get it, but I also I find it irritating. The same as the, the um, Rebirth Batman I just think is so busy that it and distracting, you know, in that regard. So I, I don't love the design, the, for, for what it is, the, the sculpt is done very well. The, that just, just such a busy, busy bodice, (laughs) such a busy bodice that it's, it, I just find it a little bit distracting because you're like, what are those? Are they bricks? Are they? What what is it? I don't understand. Um, the the fun things here in terms of the design, she's got one foot on a like a, a larger version of her shield as the base, and then one foot off. She's poised, deflecting bullets, and she's actually got the little puffs of smoke or whatever that are the deflecting bullets on her uh, wrist amulet band things the which you know just again fun something that gives a bit of energy and is cool the i do have a couple of issues here i don't think that they're sculpt i think that it might be partly assembly that when i look at the promo shots versus the in hand and i again i had a choice of a couple of these either there's something a little bit different about the ultimate 
sculpt that they went with on her hair, or it maybe isn't attached in quite the same way, but it does that her hair doesn't sit and doesn't sit as nicely on her head as it does in the promo shots. The facial expressions are tiny bit different because the paint is different. She's got a, a, a much more kind of determined look on her face uh, in the promo shots where it's not quite the same in person. Uh, the, but yeah, it almost looks like the hair has just been glued on a little bit higher or something. I'm not sure, but it, I find it a tiny bit distracting. And also just because of the, the shape of it and where it's sitting, it kind of looks like it's not like a, a glued on piece, not like part of a sculpt. So that I, I do, again, I don't think that is sculpt. I think that it might just be assembly. The, my other issues here are paint. There's a, a wash that's been done on her skin tone again. And the, the idea of a wash is to give a sense of depth and not just have, you know, a matte flat color, but the, the, it hasn't settled very evenly on her upper body. So it's really noticeable around kind of shoulders and neck that, that kind of a dark, much darker tone than her face is. So the, that, the, I think the wash that was used there has been a little bit too strong. The, with all of the ridging of the armor of her bodice, the, whether there, there's a black wash that's been run over that or whether that's been more hand painted, it doesn't stand up very well under close inspection. You can kind of see the gaps in it. It looks fine from a distance. The, the rest is, is really good. It's just those, a couple of things that wash is definitely you start to get a feel a lower quality feel there because of the way that that uh, and you can actually see it quite clearly in a couple of my photos where her neck is a lot darker than her face and that's definitely not uh, you know often i think that the promo pics that we see are all hand painted they're not you know they're not actually production pics but you can definitely see a drop in quality there Again, we're talking about pieces that are fifty bucks US. They are, you know, mid to low end collectibles, and I love the fact that companies are seeing the value in doing this. And there's obviously the market uh, reach for Diamond and DC collectibles to both be doing these pieces as well. I'm really, I'm, I've got the Aquaman from the DC gallery line from Diamond coming to me it won't arrive until after christmas and i'm going to be interested to see how that kind of compares and scales with the dc core line because the to me the dc core pieces have a slightly higher quality feel than the gallery pieces so but i've i haven't had a, a dc um one from from diamond so looking forward to that so these are fun i'm i'm definitely enjoying collecting these Dolly rating wise, I'm going to go nine out of ten for no, I'm gonna go eight out of ten for Batgirl because the the eye is a little bit wandering there as well as the other pieces. I'm gonna go seven for Wonder Woman. That wash is a bit messy. But these are fun and if you like these characters, I think that you will like these pieces. If you have often thought I'd like to have statues, but I don't want to spend that much money, etc. These are a great, I won't even say compromise, they're a great option because they look great. 
I think I did forget to say that the sculptor on Wonder Woman was Dave Cortez. And I think that both Sam Greenwell and Dave did a fantastic job with these. Very good. With with Wonder Woman's hair, I've kind of got two things that maybe contribute to this. One is that her part is not centered on her head. Mm. Um, Some people have that affliction in real life, so it's it's believable. That's right. Maybe they're just trying to cater for... Yep, the non-symmetricals. Yep. Yep. Um, Are you a non-symmetrical hair sufferer? (laughs) 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 We just diagnosed a new... Yep. Um, and the other one is maybe it does need some kind of dry brushing or highlight. Like it doesn't mm, from mm-hmm. the photos that you've given us. It, it looks like there's some reflection off of it, but that looks more like it's light rather than actual paint highlighting any difference in the black. So it just kind of looks like, like they've just chucked a black blob of stuff on her head. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, I think you've got a point there. The They could have used a little bit. Less wash on the skin and maybe something the hair. It's yeah. just it's certain it's certain angles where it looks like a uh, blobby. But yeah, you know, oh. gosh, we're so we're so spoiled. I think at at present when I think about when even when I first start when I first started collecting the options that were there, we're, we're so spoiled now and it allows us to be picky. These are great and I, I I'm thankful for them. Oh. Very good. Oh. That wraps up our last story of the week. We'll take a short break and be back to round out this episode. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode, gents. Uh, <gasps> and the I believe end that's of our last year? one before Christmas. I know, crazy. <gasps> Yeah, probably the last one for 2018. I don't see because, you know, it's busy. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We're like six years old now. It's crazy. Through the whole bifurcated incident. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. You have to bring that up again. Far out. (laughs) You did kind of challenge me during the breaks. Yeah. yeah, I did. That's true. And yes, so there was that, and there was the Eddie's um, voice audition. Yep. I think he's totally going to get everyone turning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I turned my chair. That's for sure. Oh, hey, not not end of Yuri, but something I wanted to mention earlier is that Penny Marshall died, and that makes me sad. Mm. Yes. I had to look up who she was. <gasps> What? Not my generation, man. Director of Big. I remember her from the Laverne and Shirley animated TV show that used to be on TV One on Galaxy. If Boy. anyone remembers what Galaxy is, I that's, that's how I was Laverne and Shirley when it was actually on. Yeah, I remember Laverne and Shirley so that I can name multiple spin-offs from Happy Days for trivia nights. <laughs> But, or Wayne's World she, parody scene. I think that yeah. she was quite a a ground. Like, she, she did some really interesting, groundbreaking things as a a female artist and creator in mm. her in her time, and was pretty. Yeah, 
pretty awesome. Which she, so. yeah, she was pro- prolific director. I, I don't Absolutely. think people realized how much no. of uh, a director work mm. they yeah. watch. I mean, Big would probably be the biggest one of hers, but I mean, she basically gave us Tom Hanks, didn't she? Was that uh, that was the one that put him on? So this is who I have to blame, right? You don't like Tom Hanks? No. Ever? I mean, no one yeah. likes Tom Hanks now, but like, you know, when. He's like the white Denzel Washington. What? You don't like Denzel? Denzel? No. I'm a horrible human being, clearly. What? Wait. Why don't you like Denzel? Yeah. He just doesn't do it for me. Ever? Not really, no. Philadelphia? Mm. I mean, to be fair, I'm not the biggest fan of either of them, but I don't dislike them. Oh, look, no. I mean, they both just play the same character over and over again, basically. Like, but still, the like they're not bad actors, but it's just it's moreish. But I, uh, peak Tom Hanks for me is You've Got Mail. Love that movie. Not Seattle. No. Um, A League of Their Own, which is also another Penny Marshall movie. That's Gina Davis. Riding in Cars with Boys, which scared the hell out of me when we watched it in school. What? Does that have Drew Barrymore in it, or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, the teen pregnancy one. And it oh. was right around. <laughs> okay. I was like, 14, I, didn't find, 15, I don't remember just... that being scary. <laughs> Identify oh, with Steve Zahn, all right. Okay. I, hey, talk about underrated actors. Steve squishy Zone. face. No. He's got squishy face. He looks like someone's like, oh. <laughs> 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 the hand motion there probably didn't work too well on the podcast. Yeah, but. it was <laughs> amazing for radio. I, yeah, I really, really loved it. Was it, was it like my gesture for what I do when I don't like something and I'm sleepy and I push it in the face and put it in the bin? Yeah. You obviously pretty, can't see that gesture either. But how, how does that work for I you? imagine it's similar. <laughs> you, kind of, you push forwards and then you kind of swipe off to the right. Like okay. pushing yeah. something in the face and then pushing it off to the side into the bin. Yeah. Amazing. Um, look, I think we've probably bored everyone to death now, so I think we should wish everybody an amazing holiday season, however you celebrate it, and a great end to 2018. And the next show after this will be our 2018 In Review, where we talk about all the things that were Amazing and not amazing in the year that was. And we all amazing. make fun of Ben for having a spreadsheet, but then are secretly jealous because he's got his stuff well, no, down. Well, we have to scramble. We wouldn't be able to do it without that, but we also, you know, it's like we a respectful mocking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's obviously because we're like jealous. Clearly. Yeah. That's has to absolutely be it. Yes. So enjoy celebrating your um, 2018 Christmas with a spreadsheet, Ben, and we will see you next year. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Good journey. Apologies to the Zahn family.
<laughs> Wait, oh, sorry. How did you? Did you, you? Did we insult the whole family? I thought we only insulted him. Well, I imagine the rest of the family's got a squishy face. <laughs> Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. That's got to be like one of the most random conversations we've ever had. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>